AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're tuned in to the Gangster Chronicles with James McDonald, Reggie Wright Jr., and Alex Alonzo on the Digital Soapbox Network. I have a material witness on an aggravated battery uh, with a handgun, and uh, they believe uh, this might be in retaliation uh, to her testimony. Welcome to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. This is Alex Alonso from Street TV, and I'm here with Reggie Wright and James. And uh, we have a great episode for you guys, and we appreciate everyone that comes to our page, and whether it's the Facebook page, Instagram page, and submits information. And we're going to start this off uh, with uh, some fact-checking from last week. You couldn't remember Red Something or Other. The neighborhood that they were shooting the video, we're talking about the Snoop Dogg video, or was it the Dog Pound video? Dog Pound. Where the shooting happened was Red Hook, or New York, New which York. is a neighborhood okay. in Brooklyn. Okay. So that was Red Hook, y'all. And uh, Red Hook is a, is a well-known area in Brooklyn. Uh, I remember it when I was a kid living in New York. And then I remember you said Biggie called it, right? Yeah. You remember saying? Yeah. So here's exactly what um, what was said on the radio. According to Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg actually did an interview in 2018 where he talked about this for the very first time. And he says, we went up to the radio station to get at Funkmaster Flex so we could let everyone in New York know that we brought our lowriders out. We're shooting a video. All the New York rappers come mess with us. And then um, eventually he said Flex gets a call from from um, Biggie and says um, Biggie goes on the ra- on the radio via phone, like you guys mentioned. And um he says that um, Flex gets a call from Biggie. That nigga, Biggie, goes, what's happening, nigga? Red Hook is where the Dog Pound and Snoop Dogg are shooting a video. Brooklyn, stand up. So that was Biggie's words to Funkmaster Flex on the radio. And I guess some people interpreted that as saying, That's exactly go what do something. That's exactly what he meant. And then it says here, um, we don't know, according to Snoop, we don't know what that means. We think niggas are coming to the show to show some love. Like Brooklyn stand up. So we're still shooting the video. This is Snoop talking. The dog pound, we're all out in the snow in front of the bricks, and and we go back to the trailer. 
And then I guess the shooting kind of happens. Well, like I always tell y'all about Snoop, bitch ass, these days. He's trying to be a politician. Go listen to Trey D. Trey D. Tell you more in detail. He just did an interview with Vlad where they heard him calling off all the different names. Like, you snot nose, this nose, this person, all of those different names. Y'all need to, you know, like y'all need to go do something. He called off a bunch of street nigga names that's in the area and, and pretty much incited them to, to put in some work. Check it out. He just said it on Vlad interview. Well, he said Snoop's in this interview uh, from last year says you could watch one of the episodes of Unsolved. And he said that they depicted <laughs> what happened in New York and Red Hook, Brooklyn, pretty accurately. I, I don't remember the episode. Unsolved. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, don't y'all see it? Like, I don't think nobody ever looked at Snoop like that. Snoop Dogg has not really been outside of Long Beach, you know what I'm saying, until his music, right? So is Snoop Dogg like a, uh, like a, you can ask this one, Reggie. A big name in the neighborhood before rap. No, no, he just was a little youngster, like a most were, selling cocaine on the on the corner. But but that's not my point. My point is just that now, and because who knows what he was feeling and and, and feeling ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, and all of that because he was on top of the world. My point is, and he's still you know very successful. My point is, he's trying to be more of a politician now than ever. Right yeah, but now. I'm saying back in back so in these smart. days. I mean, you know, he doesn't. This he had never spoke about this incident in years. That, what, what, what made him? What do you think made him want to talk about it last year? It's been a big topic of, of, of subject. Uh, Even though it happened what twenty something years ago, we talk about Tupac on the show during <laughs> every every podcast we done did. Yeah, and that happened 23, 24 years ago. That's true. But um, someone getting killed and a trailer getting shot are two different things. Well, we you try know, to like, associate. We associate why why Snoop is being disloyal, Tupac. Is 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 a subject to us because we feel, all feel that he's he's trying to act like he's cool with pop, but in our mind and most of the community mind, he is a bitch. That's <laughs> typical nigga shit though. Niggas get mad at each other, motherfuckers go their way, and then they come back and smile in your face, but still really ain't got over that that issue. Yeah. But then smile because they know we got a function, yeah. so they smile in your face and they ain't really over it. So. The animosity is still there. So yeah. you have motherfuckers that crawl up under their skirts opposed to, you know, yeah. letting that shit go as men. Yeah. You got some cats, like they say, niggas is bitches too. So they think like that. I mean, the, the, the hottest thing that's out right now is, is, is Snoop and Puffy uh, uh, been trolling, you know, they say trolling Shug or whatever, which I don't give a fuck about. But they both, him. trolling, trolling. Oh, that's okay. a, the youngsters are, are no word. But he's him and Puffy hanging out together at at, at uh, Puffy House in New Jersey with Death Row chains on. Well, Snoop had a Death Row chain dancing, and then you know Puff, Puffy pretty much asked, you know, made the statement what the Shug said to him at the Source Awards. So, all right. Well, what I found interesting about what Snoop said in this 2018 interview was after hearing. What Biggie said on the radio, he says, we didn't know what that meant. We thinking niggas are coming to show some love like Brooklyn stand up. And that was one of my points just saying right now. Snoop Dogg is out of Long Beach. How much knowledge on gang shit does he really have at this time? So if you hear Biggie on the radio saying, what's happening, nigga? Red Hook is where the dog pound and Snoop are shooting a video. Brooklyn stand up. And that's How do you interpret media, that? I take that as a threat. It sounds like a threat. Because if he was talking, woo, 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 
come on, man. Nigga ain't the word. Now, I just put some extras on it because I don't know how Biggie oh, okay. actually said that on the... Well, see, I, mean, I got to know how Biggie said it. I could it. say come it a on, different y'all. way. I could say, well, what's happening, no y'all? Words, Red Hook is where how. Dog Pound and Snoop are, are shooting a video. Brooklyn, stand up. That's codes, man. You know? <laughs> Those are codes. Anybody know that? That just sounds like codes, man. They up there, get there. It was a song this in New York in their mind. You know, you listen to Corrupt. Corrupt will tell you all day that they were paying homage to uh, New York. They they wanted to go to Times Square and have Biggie and Puff and other people like that from New York to come in and dance in the video. Exactly. Uh-huh. And the coolest thing about that, those dudes had the money to pay the little homies to go out there and do shit like that. Dude shooting up shit and fucking with shit like that. But, so there's... Yeah. But, you know, now... You, you'll hear most people to say it was a Jimmy Hinchman call anyway. And Jimmy Hinchman is actually the one that sent somebody to, to, to fire the shots at, at, the, uh, at the trailer. And it wasn't even so much to call out on the radio. So you never know. Yeah, I was just wondering, was the, was the radio comment by Biggie really meant yeah. for brothers? Oh, it was meant. Yeah. It was meant. It was taken that way. Or he would have denied See, it. See, I got to hear the tone. He had never denied it. And yeah. people always say, well... Why, why, Biggie? You know, did did he really mean this, or why did he really feel this way? You go listen at that rap that he did uh, in L.A. on the radio station out here, the Long Kiss Goodbye. He was pretty much bagging about having something to do with Pop getting killed. Then, so come on, we give Biggie a pass to try to make him a saint because we love his <laughs> mama so much. But man, everybody played a part. All right. So, um, also last week, I thought it was kind of cool when um, Spider actually remembered a line. From Jay-Z, when we were talking about East Coast, West Coast, the South, we give Dre his props, but that's where it stops. Where Dre was basically, where uh, Jay-Z, Jay-Z was basically saying, we don't really like the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, that was actually on a song called The Watcher 2. And guess who produced the album or the song? Dr. Dre. When I looked it up, I saw Dr. Dre's name was on it. And that's from the album, The Blueprint 2, released November 2002. So, guess who for $100,000 wrote Dre Day? Who's that? Jay-Z. The biggest song on Chronic, well, one of the biggest songs on Chronic 2001. He didn't ghostwrite it. He wrote, wrote he it. He wrote it. Okay. Yes. So yeah, I didn't know that there was this um, this long relationship between Dr. Dre and uh, and um, well, I mean, Jay Z. Ninety nine, ninety eight, and so. Well, this song came out in two thousand two, yeah. and I guess even in two thousand two, the East Coast still wasn't giving the West Coast love when it came to music. Because you got the biggest rapper in New York. Basically saying, eh, we don't really mess with the West, but we mess with Dr. Dre. Because he just paid me $100,000 <laughs> yeah. to, to write a big song on this album. And he was one of the producers on um, on that song. So yeah. that was uh, last week when Spider said that. Now, Shout you, out to Jay-Z. Still becoming a billionaire. Last week you said <laughs> that the death row bankruptcy was around 08, 09, I think. But it was actually 06. Does that make sense? 2006? Well, I don't know what you're saying 08, 09. I, if I did, I misspoke because I knew... I think that's when I said I, I went back to start helping Suge out with that during that time. But I knew that it, I think I said 05, 06. Okay, but, well, uh, I'll fact yeah. check this fact check <laughs> later on. But yeah. what's really interesting about that is that the bankruptcy didn't complete until 2016. Yeah. That's basically 11, 10, 11 years. Why so long? Oh, shit, because there was still money to be um, made. And the only person that's make a bankruptcy, make money in a bankruptcy. Look, uh, I, is the the attorneys exactly, and the uh, what they call that guy, the one that's over everything, the trustee or something like that, and the trustee, humbug ass. You know about that? You just did one in 2016. Now I found an article from 2016 that said that 
Dr. Dre was owed eight million from the bankruptcy. Nate Dogg was worth five was owed five million. Everybody. Tupac was was owed a million, and none of them got the money. None of them got but, but everybody put in a claim in. You put a claim in. You 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 throw it up against the wall, hope for the best, and you know. And hope, Snoop Dogg's yeah. claim was two million. Yeah. Guess what Suge's claim was. One hundred and forty-four million. <laughs> no one got any money except no. for the lawyers. Guess how much the lawyers got? Eight point three million. No, they got more than that. God damn. You think they got more than that? Uh, well, the, the company sold Death Row the catalog sold for like thirty, twenty-eight, twenty-six million. And so all of that money was absorbed. <laughs> well, usually lawyers get so either. Corrupt of dads or one of them get. They got a judgment when they got a judgment. Never got but paid. Nobody, they, they never got paid. Hario, the person that we filed the bankruptcy for, was Michael Hario. He never got it. Him or Lydia never got any money. Well, it says here, uh, Afeni. Finish your She got some money. Tupac's mom yeah. got seventy-five k, yeah. and then later fifty-seven k. So that's what pennies. Really, when you think about it, <laughs> but but what was her claim, and and what was she owed? Because by then, you know, everything had been resolved, so it's not like that's all she got. And we're not going to start that rumor because. So what do you think all the money, money. Red? Huh? To the goddamn trustee and the attorneys, fees, paper, all the money that he had. AT and T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Oh, the money. Oh, he well, lives off that. Sugar always been broke. You're talking That's about. That's y'all to believe Sugar had money. Sugar had, Sugar had money coming in, and he would spend it as it came. Always. Always. As soon as the money, the company got some money. That's why I end up owning the building on Wilshire, 8200 Wilshire, because I had to refinance that to get money out to pay Dick Griffey and and, and give Michelet some money and uh, and the DOC. Is it fair to say that Death Row grossed over $500 million? Yes. Grossed. Grossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's yeah. Interscope, Time Warner, everybody. Or even up. more than that. Yeah. That's, or is that, is that about I, I don't know. I mean, it was we, we was able to do whatever the fuck we want, <laughs> you know, and he didn't have yachts and all of that stuff. But I'm just saying it wasn't like what people would think he had $10 million, $15 million, $20 million sitting, you know, sitting in the county one time. But he would go and get the money and be a nigga and spend it. <laughs> I was just shocked that the bankruptcy took 10 years to uh, resolve from yeah. 06 to 16. That is unbelievable. 
Those, those attorneys and that trustee weren't letting that money go until they, until, until it was all gone. Also, uh, last week we talked about, uh, you mentioned Michael Durow. Al, Lil Al. That uh, Lil Al from Corner Pocket, I believe he No, no, no. He's from uh, Lil Al's from uh, from the South. South he's from Southside? Yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. He's from Southside. Yeah. The Stone Brothers are from Corner Pocket. Corner Pocket. Oh, actually, it was a, a father and a nephew. So Michael Durow was actually sentenced to three life terms yeah. without parole in 1999 yeah. plus 49 years um for his role in the shootout at the Compton car wash yeah. which was on Alondra Alondra is right by Compton next door to uh, it's tore down now but it's right across next door to Alondra Compton High and School. O- Oleander o- yeah and for everyone who doesn't know the people involved in that it was Orlando Anderson and Michael DeRoe they were homeboys and they confronted uh, Michael Stone and, and his Stone. nephew Jerry Stone, mm. and the way the story goes, who had a relationship? They yeah. all did yeah. at some point. Yeah, and yeah. there's two theories of what happened. Uh, one was over a debt, a drug debt. That's the only theory that I ever heard. And the other theory, well, the one theory I read was it was over gang conflict, but no, I, it didn't no, sound no. plausible. No, if you're over a gang conflict, you don't go confront. You yeah, just start exactly. Shooting. <laughs> you, you just start, <laughs> you start, you start dumping. Yeah. yeah. So apparently. Um, I think Michael Stone pulled out a gun first. Michael DeRoe was like, hey, 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 put that gun away. I guess Michael Stone didn't listen. He st- and then Orlando pulled his out, and then they started shooting. Yeah. So Orlando started and- shooting and, and shot Michael Stone and Jerry Stone. And then then Michael DeRoe grabbed Orlando's gun because they uh, one of the Stones was still alive. And then I believe he shot um, Jerry Stone. Yeah, he grabbed In self-defense, the- I would say. That's what my point was. Unfortunately for Lil Al, he didn't even bring a gun to the to the gun battle. Michael DeRoe. Michael DeRoe. Yeah, he, he yeah. came unarmed, and he was the passenger in the car with Orlando Anderson and didn't even go there with any intentions no. of a shooting no, and ends up with three life sentences. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? The, the murder felony. But he, he, he was with him because they were across the street at the hamburger stand, and they they planned to go over there and confront him. That's where they get the If he wouldn't have said, we went over there to confront him, guess who, uh, who stopped him when they were trying to leave the— um, to go to the hospital. Who's that? Senior, Reggie Wright Senior. He the one pulled him over and pulled out Michael, which is like was like his nephew. I mean, him, him and Michael Lil Al was, was real close. So I just think it's kind of unfortunate what happened to Michael Reed DeRoe. Michael, you know, he'd been to jail before. He shot a CHP or officer before. Yeah, but the past, on, the past doesn't matter. Yes, it does. That's a big thing. Mm, Rep- you, you can yeah. change. Yeah, whatever. You definitely can change. Right. You might you can't change, man. Look <laughs> at me. You can change. But Thank once you. I go, once you go in there and get caught doing something else, playing with gunplay, then, then no. Well, I know on that day, I think it's fair to say that he Michael, didn't bring a gun to the, yeah. Michael DeRoe <clears throat> had no intentions of shooting anybody. His intentions was when me and you say, let's go over here and confront James. And let's go get our money. Let's go get our money. They owe us some money. And and we know we got guns and all of that. And, and, well, uh, Orlando had a gun. Well, He yeah. didn't have a gun. But he must admit that he knew that. Orlando probably always carried a gun. And, and you don't think his <laughs> homeboy know that? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You, well, Not we, every we, homeboy we, that gets in the... Not Orlando every... always carry guns. Then yeah. you want to backtrack. So well, you, you know, that. I might be exaggerating, <laughs> but not your homeboy doesn't always tell you he's armed because he might say, "Hey, can you give me a ride?" Sometimes you got anything on but you? you no, nah, I'm clean. And he ain't clean. He just he needs a ride though. Yeah. And he probably got an ounce in his pocket, a strap in his back pocket, and, but he wants that ride. You get pulled over, and you're like, "Damn, everybody going to jail," because right. he didn't say that he was dirty. But what you just said, Orlando? What? Orlando's usually dirty. Always have a well, gun. Well, that that that's the. <laughs> 
that's the belief that he yeah. was a pretty you know he was pretty active. So when you active, you probably always strapped. And and everybody knows that. I know my nigga. I know he yeah. got a strap. Exactly. So that that is not a question whether he had it. You or don't not. even ask that. That's not something we talk about. But I don't think that Michael DeRoe should be held to a certain standard because his homeboy got a gun. Ninety percent of the time, that gun's not getting pulled out. We on the same page though. If 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 we go and I got the gun, I'm gonna hold the gun on him. You take the money, or you do the talking, and I got the pistol. Anybody move, I got it. That can go either way. That's I mean. Moral to the story is, and y'all need to watch Forty Eight Hours, because y'all should see how cops we celebrate when niggas talk. As soon as we walk out of the room, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. that. (laughs) When you get in that motherfucking boot, shut the fuck. As a cop, they used to tell us, you get in the shooting. Good or bad, good or bad, make them order you to talk. Don't talk because you, you're setting a, a trend. If you talk when it's good and then when you have a bad shooting or a questionable shooting and you don't talk. So don't talk. That's what all the your, your, your attorneys, your reps will tell you. So only thing you say to a police officer when they, when they put you in the box, hey, officer. And this is how you say it. So you, they won't lie and start creating shit on you. Only thing you just say to also, hey, if you was in my position, or if I was one of your family member, what would you do? Who say that to them? And if they can't respect that and hear that out, then they're not good for you anyway. Because they'd be, you know what, you're right, man. A good cop would be like, you're right. Yeah, but that... Um, but look at 48 Hours, and y'all see. I mean, They give each other high fives and stuff like that as soon as they get you to talk. And that's how most of the time you see them, they don't even know. I wish I could do a book on man. You think 48 hours is solving cases like that could solve a case like that in Compton in 48 hours? Niggas talk all the time. That's the only way. If you don't have an eyewitness, that's the only way cops solve cases is by niggas opening up their mouths. Yeah. But what does that got to do with... But they solving them in 48 hours? Well, they say the the first 48 hours is the most most important in a homicide investigation. Exactly. But but most of the time, it'd be six months months long. (laughs) But, yeah, if you got the players, I mean, you know how many times Reggie done got people in the box. I mean, man. Well, the last thing I want to say about that uh, Michael Reed situation was that Michael Stone was the guy that pulled out the gun first. He's the one that pulled the strap out. Mm. And Michael's telling him, hey, put that away. We ain't here for all of that. But then, but then Orlando, and then Orlando pulls it out. Pulls his out. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's the first shooter in that situation. I don't think anyone really knows. Well, Orlando well, probably wouldn't have pulled his if old boy wouldn't have pulled his. That just here's. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I know I'm guilty, and I know I'm owing you, I'm gonna be a little bit more aggressive. And when I know you owe me, I'm gonna be aggressive <laughs> just, too. Just put it like this: certain motherfuckers ain't taking that yeah. and ain't playing ain't that. that deal. You put out a pistol on me, that's a sign of disrespect. He probably been, well, he probably been looking for him for a long time. So let's do what it do. Yeah. And and I've been I've been waiting to find you. Happened. I done been by your house. I done been now, everywhere. The unfortunate part is the law they have that if you can in, yeah, in a crime. And yeah. commit the crime, you get all the murders. Yeah, the murder fell. That's the coldest. Yeah, part he got about triple life sentence. Because of who? I ain't even got gunpowder on my hand. And and I two. got Stone uh, triple life plus forty nine. Three life terms plus forty nine years. But you know, California's turning. It's something called Rule Nineteen. If you can make that up next year, something called Rule Nineteen or Nineteen that. That a lot of guys getting out now for that felony murder rule. Yeah, I believe that yeah, that some, Michael DeRoe will be out. Lil Al yeah. will, will be out soon, but he's already been in there uh, nineteen 
No, 20. We're in 2000. Yeah. He's been in there for 20 years already. Yeah. You know? So three lives is only worth 20 years to you. And um, <laughs> it is, it's incredible that he got charged with all three of those murders yeah. and got sentenced to three life terms plus 49. So, uh, plus, he, plus you got to remember his record. He shot yeah. a police officer before. Yeah. Okay, was he convicted for that? Yeah. Okay. As a juvenile. Well, it don't count then. <laughs> it, no, it really they doesn't. Still, but but you know an what? Adult they court, still bring it up though. They might bring it up, court. but an adult, they'll tell the jury not to take this into account. But they should even bring it up about, though. It's, it's supposed no, to be sealed. No, no, it's already say in their mind. It's not even about the. He probably yeah. took a deal. He probably yeah. never went to trial on that, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he took a deal. But no, my point was, the judge took it in consideration in sentencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Judges can do whatever they want to do in most instances. Yeah, exactly. There's really no uh, accountability on stuff like that. And we don't know the situation or circumstances of why he shot the... Uh, was it a CHP officer? Yeah, I forget. Jumping out of a stolen car yeah, or something, something. I don't... I have to... I forget the... I, I, don't, I love to pull well, that case up. I like 12 or 13 years oh, old. 13, yeah. 14. Nah. What happened? Yeah. Goddamn, yeah. he started young. Oh, he's a... And he one of the first. Oh. You know, they always say... How can you be out there doing a drive-by? It's five of y'all in the car with five guns. <laughs> One police officer pull you over and take everybody to jail. Because everybody ain't willing to take that penitentiary chance. But goddammit, it don't make you taking a penitentiary chance doing a drive-by. Well, they just came out with three-strike laws where we started getting, man, you remember. I remember a gun case in Compton used to be a misdemeanor case, especially the first time. Ten days uh, ten days in county jail, three years uh, uh, probation. And That's what they did to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I know what birthday. it was on your part. They gave me. I know. Tim? Uh, well, Lee Ford actually helped me out on that because uh, dude didn't come to court. Yeah. That's when they do, used to do the 72-hour thing. Yeah. They don't do that no more. And dude was at the light with us, and he got the throwing it up game banging. We, we on Rosecrans and Bradfield. Yeah. And uh, we just celebrating, just leaving out the park, celebrating Top Dog's birthday. And they, they just got the throwing rags all out the band. Just banging. And unfortunately, somebody shot at him, right? So the police was, uh, uh, paired him was two cars behind us. <laughs> and saw it, uh. and, and they caught us. Then when he took us to jail, he say, I saw you do it. You ain't seen me do shit. Yeah. So Paradin was a cop too? Yeah. yeah, but he was also uh, the mayor. Uh, he was a mayor. He was the mayor. Was he also the DA? He still and the DA. Damn, this guy was the cop, well, mayor, assistant DA. He, yeah. he he was uh, he was my partner. I mean, he was my he's my father's trainee, and he eventually was my train trainee also. I met him at the uh, Luther's Park Plunge at the pool. Uh, he worked. At, he worked. Always worked for the city. His daddy was uh, over the. Um, uh, his brother, uh, Percy Peridon, was a, a commander at the police department. Now, I remember Eric Peridon won, won the mayor, but then they overturned it and gave it to Omar no, Radley? They, no, no, it never happened. He, he kept the full term he as mayor? It. Yeah, he was for about mayor for eight, eight, twelve. I don't want to put him in. Now, they filed a claim against uh, because he didn't claim some of the money that I gave him when I was working for Death Row, and he had to pay that back, like twelve or $14,000. But, but Omar... AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. 
AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. That's why he hates me to this day because he was running a wreck in the city. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Why would you say he was running a wreck? He was running around. I sat in doing... that trial against Omar Bradley, and all the allegations they had against him were ticky tack financial, um, yeah. like, um, but it, but they're all small time expenses. I was he waiting just recently, to hear. A week ago, just got found his case that finally got where it got yeah, conviction he, of staying. Yeah, he yeah. tried to get it appealed. Omar Bradley was a gangster, man. He, he, he tried. Gangster. But let me just say this. Let me say this about Omar. And people was mad at him for The one thing about the about when he was there, that city was clean. Yeah. He was big on making park, not park and rec, public, uh, public service. I forget the department. But the one to clean up the city and all that, he stayed on their ass. But That's in that trial, they, I was These shocked. These streets wouldn't be the way they are under his watch. I was waiting to hear um, misappropriation of hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what the offenses that Omar Bradley was convicted of? It was buying... A, a souvenir at a golf gift shop. Uh, that's that's all that they got because they Real started paying the money things. back once they knew they was getting it back. Uh, investigated. Yeah, they talked about he was trying to pay, yeah, but he was trying to pay back three hundred dollars. That was the, the uh, eight hundred dollars. It was all small amounts. But he was amounts. using the city credit card, and they were paying it back, and they had it for for years. But the but the uh, city manager took the fall for most of it, which was his boy, him, Omar Raw, which was my professor from Long, Cal State Long Beach. Got a lot of respect for me for him. But they were doing things, and 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 that's what they got them on. But or they were or getting a hotel because they're going to have a meeting, and they're using the, yeah. the city card to get a hotel. All the spending was minor, so I feel like he was targeted. I was like, they don't when, like Omar. Yeah, that's they want to get rid of Omar. Yeah, they didn't like they don't want Omar to ever run for public office yeah. again. Because he spent ten dollars on nah, a what, $10, uh, uh, no, $10. no, no. Some of these things actually well, cost. It added up. Yeah, it added up. Yeah. One of the things was um, okay, so a ball marker you use in golf. <laughs> That's the ten dollars in the gift shop. <laughs> they did more than well. Yeah, some of the checks yeah, I mean, were three hundred dollars, yeah, four hundred dollars. They, they had a, thing a hotel where, room. Where they were they were um, five thousand dollars was was the most that they can that the city manager can do without approval. They had about twenty items for four four thousand nine hundred ninety nine. dollars he, was, he wasn't convicted of the, any, anything like that. Check this out. It still doesn't matter if you if you the head of a corporation, every dime should be accountable for. Exactly. If, I'm gonna use my own money for the things I need. Don't take. I don't care if it's ten dollars. This is the state. No, this is state money. You shouldn't touch it. So when Obama goes to the local store in Washington D.C. and buy sandwiches. We're and, talking about the president. And that's taxpayer money. I'm just saying when a politician yeah. uses well, t- uh, taxpayer money 
You know the game plan. No. You know the procedure. You should know what to use. Yeah, you know what to do at the right Follow. time. Yeah. Your money, but you're allowed to do stuff like go get lunch. But if you're allowed you know, to, then it's but good. A certain amount. Yeah. So you you should be allowed to go play golf if it's for the betterment the betterment of the city of Compton. I believe. I believe four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars twenty some times. Well, that wasn't that was not what Omar Bradley was well, convicted he was one for. Authorized and his first conviction, the by the way, was overturned when he was convicted of the same thing. What? Uh, 13, 14 years ago. This trial that he had in 2017 was a retrial from what happened 15 years ago. So I, it just was, I, I said, I'm going to sit in this trial. All right, let me ask you this, Alonzo. Don't you think, honestly, that we're being watched if we're in high positions anyway? I think if people of color like you and I yeah, that's what are I'm being saying. watched. Period. Yeah. Also, only black folks... Uh, I, I think electorals get more than more see, than say. Uh, you know, I think I've seen I, all the all the Mexicans always getting done. I said people of color. Yeah. I said people of color. Yeah, I just see some white, some white folks. Very rarely, that. very they, rarely. They get, yeah, but yeah, uh, but, but it is. But is they that, do come at politicians in the in the um, ghetto areas and stuff like that. But because America is going to be a majority build, minority country, that was a white chief that Bill got rolled up, and there was a bunch of people in Bill that got rolled up, and they weren't just they were. You know, no, they, they allow they white, white people to resign. Yeah. They allow them to step down. They allow them to. Was Lee Baca? Lee Baca's. Well, Lee Baca's, Lee, Lee Baca's in prison. My point. Yeah, but so they go he, after he's, a, he's of color though. He's of Latino descent. Is he? I don't see um, Bratton or um, any of the. I, I never saw Chief Daryl Gates looking at any. Time. He got his ass out. So he he resigned. They, they, they let him resign. Yeah, they got you know. So yeah, I do believe that people of color that are in political positions do have a, a microscope over them. Exactly. You know, okay. look at the um, Ray Nagin from New Orleans. He's in prison serving twelve years in the feds just for same thing that Omar Bradley did, spending a little bit of money yeah. for the betterment of New Orleans. Yeah. But they wanted to get rid of Ray Nagin. Well, yeah. you know, Chicago got a b- whole bunch of mayors that done got indicted. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Blagojevich was yeah. one of them. All right. So, oh, but, you, you know, you bring up a, an interesting point about interrogation. And I want to talk about that because there's a show on TV right now. And we're not going to go into the details of the show this week. Maybe next week we'll talk about the show. But it's called When They See Us. And it's about the Central Park Five. Five teenagers that were convicted of a rape in 1989. And it turned out they were all innocent. And how were they found guilty? They were found guilty by aggressive interrogation tactics that the police did on all five of these teenagers separately to where the teenagers eventually just started to say whatever the police wanted to hear because they want to go home. Here's one of the tactics that that uh, cops will use. They'll say, look, tell us the truth and you can go home. Tell us the truth and we'll let you leave. You'll be out of here before, before <laughs> dinner time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't tell us the truth. We're going to whoop your ass because this was wrong. You knew it was wrong. I mean, I, I didn't have it come out a different kind of way. I done been slapped by the police. Uh, I can say his name now. What's the fat white boy name in Linwood? They was the dirty ones. Uh, Graves. Graves. And uh, The Vikings. Graves wanted me, a, wanted me to do an interview. I got They raided our house, found a lot of uh, gang shit, photo albums and all that shit. And then he wanted me to do a gang interview right before this cop shit was coming out. The street, this shit, cops on TV. And uh, I told him, no, I didn't want to do it. Motherfucker slapped the shit out of me. I didn't do the, the, the video, but it was like, goddamn. But I'm handcuffed. I'm sitting there. And these people here, 
I wouldn't sign no release or nothing, and the motherfucker threw me in the cage. You ask how. You what choices do you have when when you're dealing with the police and they can they can do whatever the fuck they want to do with you. You know what I'm saying? You all you can do is just absorb what they got to give, what they bring into you, and you can't do no more. All the hollering and want to fight and all of that shit, you're only bringing more shit to you. Yeah. Now, I don't think Reggie Wright Jr. used those type of techniques when you was um, bringing people in. I, I never really had to put my hands on people, but I have put my hands on people. But um, um, What do you think about the aggressive style of interrogation? Yeah, um, we didn't get away with that at our department, I'll be honest. We... Um, I'm not saying we didn't wasn't a little heavy handed or stuff like that, but unnecessary shit. Yeah, we didn't. We we were mainly more of a uh, a city of um of respect and, and all of that because we had black black uh, management, and um we you get a couple of plank complaints about that shit. They 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 move your ass all over a where you wouldn't want to be. At. I know, but a gangbanger ain't finna. Go to the police station and oh, say, say you, wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe how many times they, they oh, well, did. Oh, well, that's some crazy we, shit. Yeah, they, I know they pulled us over one day on Stockton, and pants sagging. My pants are sagging, and the motherfucker took the billy club across my ass and across the back part of my ass. Bam, bam, with your pants hanging all down. No nothing. Count the PD? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean... Come on, I Compton PD. All of them ain't good guys, right? No, no, I, 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 all of them I ain't have, good I guys. Have never I'm said talking that. about bullshit. But I said, but but you complain, and if 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 you came and complained, and you got two or three complaints like that, they roll your ass up. Yeah, but if you're the subject of an investigation, like these five kids were the subject of a rape investigation, there, there's okay, no, there's nothing is, to complain is, about. Okay, you can't. Okay. Who, who do you complain wait, to? Wait, wait a minute, they right. think you're if this was guilty. Your mama, my mama. I would want some aggressive officers like that if I felt they were the ones that did it. Now, I'm not for creating evidence or, or, or lying on people. That wasn't what we was about. But as far as setting them in the box and trying to get one of them, and then when you get, I mean, you get four motherfuckers, four, well, five of them to start telling you the story, and then you start believing it, especially when one started, once that one cracked and told them they were down the right, and, and, and it's obvious they were, they done did something wrong. But I, I don't know the whole case. No, they're I, I know, repeating I know what Corey the police Wise. are saying to them. Well, that's what we find out now because Matias uh, Reyes, Reyes or whatever, we end up finding out his DNA was the one that was that was involved in it. But so these but five Corey, teenagers had nothing to do with this rape at all. Well, they were there. I mean, they were. They were in the, Central Park. They were in, in Central different Park parts of the park. They but didn't even. And also, let's also say they, they didn't even know all know each, each other. other. Correct. And, and 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 so, but my point is, you never give it up. But once. If this was my mother or something like that, and I got one guy that's starting to say, yeah, okay, we there, we were there, and we did this and did that, I'm going to start pushing and, 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 and stay on the other three or four guys. Because why would this guy, you know, in my mind, why would this guy be copping out to something like that if they didn't do it? Now, I understand this is, this is a rich white lady, you know, I think she worked in Wall Street or something like that, or she was a banker or something like that, that that this this happened to. And so, of course, it was a high-profile case, but it's an unfortunate situation. Um, I hate that the guys broke down and, and, and told it. 
you know, and, and, and you know, I guess they were exhausted or tired. Have or, any one of these guys ever, and how they came out and told a story of yeah, how yeah, they yeah. was interrogated? They just yeah, started yeah. to do interviews now. Or was them. any of them beat up? And, yeah, they were slapped. They okay, were, this is why. A, a young kid. You can't slap me to make me tell. And they're all no, teenagers yeah, also. Yeah. So think yeah, of a, a 14, 14 year, year old and mind. And then you yeah. go in there and you got a grown ass man popping you upside your head. You go, you Just so it, just, it can stop. I'll tell you what you want, want, want me to say. Uh, well, well, I mean, well, man, I would say we that. Live in I'll this tell world. you what, I, what you want me to say. If you stop hitting me, I might say that, but they ain't said that. They start telling the story of what the cops was pushing. Well, I think they, they told that story. They denied the, any involvement for hours and hours and hours. Everybody does at the beginning. And then eventually they start to repeat the stuff that they're hearing yeah. in the questions. Because they wanted the hits or the slaps or whatever to stop. Because right? they say, look, you're not going home. Yeah. You're not leaving here. And they were slow. That's what people don't know about the kids. The guy, uh, 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 Corey Wise, he, you know, he, he was deaf in the ear or couldn't hear. Um, he, you know, his dad, I guess his dad worked for a law, a law office. And, um, and he, you know, he admitted in the lawsuit, uh, you know, in the, the, the lawsuit that he was a little slow and, and had a hard time hearing and all of that. Matter of fact, he got tried as an adult. That's the one that was 16 years old that they tried as, and he had to go to an adult prison um, uh, eventually. But he, he got a, uh, it's called Corey Innocent uh, Project in Colorado. And so uh, he doing stuff for people, pro bono from his money and stuff like that. So shout out to him. Keep up the good work, bro. I hate that that happened. I mean, there's incidents where that, that I know that it happens and it's unfortunate, but I understand the zealous of law enforcement trying to make a case like that happen. But how many innocent people went to jail because people eventually under the pressure of a 10 hour interrogation yeah. and being so, immature or slow. So now we just to eventually just a, say whatever. We're supposed to just put a cap on it. I mean, I think cops got to be a little bit more aware of their style of tech their their technique and in interrogation mm. if the information that this guy is feeding me is the same stuff that I already told him that I know you well, did supposed to be a check and balance that's, thing. that's I, almost yeah. being stupid and that was the good thing about Greg Hades that that I liked that a lot where he said where he pretty much always said things that and that's what a cop a good cop would have done where he said things that Keefe D didn't know that we knew he told us and that's why we always believe in story. And so a good cop would press for that because it's not usually th- th- what what I'm asking you. It's the lies that usually get you caught up. Mm-hmm. And that's where they're trying to the focus on but the, even the that, trap before another know, way. How do they get compensated for that? How do Why the DA can't see through oh, some the DA, she's catching hell. Oh, she, man. She's catching you know hell. And, she, and they should. She, she is. That, okay, let's, let's mention her name. Yeah, yeah. The prosecutor is Linda... <laughs> Fairstein. Fairstein. Oh, she she was on Netflix. She was on Netflix board, and they done kicked her off. And she's being, yeah, um, yeah, she's, she's being yeah, like she, she, she has hell. to, to um, I guess relinquish all these positions that she had yeah, um, yeah, on different boards. Yeah. Also, she's the author of thirty novels. Yeah. And now the publishers Publisher. of those novels uh, are considering continuing to use her as a writer. People are now on the heads of these publishers to say, why would you publish Linda Fairstein's books considering what she did to these five yeah. teenagers? So she's going through it oh, right yeah. now. She, she, she's done. But yeah, well, she, she ain't going to go to jail. She's not going to do yeah, no yeah. time. Yeah. But that's that's the point. She should go to jail. Some people. So, no, well, Where's the, the accountability for this? Well, well, yeah. 
It, well, if the they police knew, if they lied and if they knew, but, check this out, Reggie. If the ahead. police knew they would go to prison for what happened to these five kids, they would completely revamp the style of interrogation. No, because that, that that would be every time motherfuckers would be like, "I'm gonna get Reggie Junior in jail. I'm about to go lie and say I I robbed the bank and then." Turn out later, I didn't rob the bank. And, and yeah, now, but you want to go to jail for robbing a bank for ten years just to, um, to get someone in trouble? If it come out later, and I have James come and say, "No, nah, motherfucker, I'm the one who robbed the bank. <laughs> that was me that robbed the bank." No one would want to be admit up like to that. a crime and lose their freedom just my, to get someone in trouble. What y'all just said? What What y'all just said was, shouldn't law enforcement go to jail for when people? Uh, create stuff or yes, or pe- absolutely. People, they yeah. created a case. Yeah. They absolutely what, what? created a case against these five let me, people. Let me say this. They they created, should... No, they didn't create a case. They did. They didn't. This has been a Digital Soapbox Network production. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.